Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Buenos dias a todos. It has been a long week, and but I'm glad to be here with you this morning. Es bueno estar con ustedes esta mañana. Ha sido un larga semana. It's been a long week, but praise God, pero gloria a Dios. Creo que vio una luz. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, al final de tunnel. So estoy animado. I am encouraged. This thing is coming to an end, and I am so encouraged. But guess what? I hope that you guys are encouraged also. Praise God. So today we're going to really get into this word. I'm just super excited what what we're going to be doing this morning. So um, as we continue with our series called Building Hope. Vamos a continuar con nuestro sería Construyendo Esperanza. We have been inspired by reading this book called HQ, The Hope Quotient, and that's by uh, Ray Johnston. He says, measure it, midelo, raise it, levantalo, you'll never be the same. Nunca serás igual. Now, our focus here at the building has always been a nuestro enfoque at the building, building your faith, construyendo tu fe, building your hope, construyendo tu esperanza, and building your love, construyendo tu amor y construyendo relaciones pertentes y reales, and building a real relevant relationship with you and Jesus Christ. If we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says this, And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. La fe, la esperanza, y el amor. We have forgot to build the bridge between faith and love. No olvidamos construir el puente entre la fe y el amor. And that bridge is called hope, el puente de la esperanza. So, you guys, ¿por qué es importante la esperanza? Why is hope so important? Because tough circumstances are no match for the kind of inner strength that is fueled by hope. Some people are born with strength. Some people are born with intelligence, and they're born with favor. Uh, algunos nacien con fuerza, inteligencia y favor. But Hope isn't something that you're born with, pero la esperanza no es algo con lo que nacis. Hope is something that you have to get a hold of, and hope is something that not once you get a hold of, you also have to grow it. So last week in our preaching, uh, la semana pasada aprendamos, we learned that the single most important thing you could do to get hope in your life is to stay in Courage. Now, I gave out some assignments to you guys last week that you were supposed to be all week encouraging people. Why do we have to encourage people? Encouragement is the foundation on which hope is built upon. El estumulo es la base de la esperanza. We also learn el aliento no es solo para los desanimados. Encouragement isn't just for the discouraged. 
we have to realize that encouragement is the actual wind that blows in the sails of a ship called hope. If you just give somebody encouragement for one day, that's only going to sustain them for that moment. But we need to continue to encourage one another. Why do we have to do that? Why do we need hope? Porque necesitamos esperanza? Because hope is the fuel for our inner strength. I don't know about you, but I know there are times because I'm this big extrovert and I'm not around people and there's no people to, to encourage me sometimes. And we talked about this, that there's times that I have to recall back to my mind, these things in my mind that the Lord has blessed me with. And that's how to dig down in this deep well. I have to get some inner strength out. If I'm not encouraged, there is no inner strength for me to draw from to get me through my day, let alone get me through my week, let alone get me through this last six weeks of being quarantined. Can I get an amen? So hope is the fuel for our inner strength. When we have hope, we can go on no matter what the situation is, no matter what kind of sickness, no matter what kind of circumstance, no matter what kind of situation. When I have hope, I can continue to go on. Even when it's dark outside, I know that hope will allow me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Proverbs 24 and 14 says this in the Amplified. It says, know that skillful and godly wisdom is so very good for your life and soul. If you find wisdom, then there will be a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation will not be cut off. I hope you guys just heard me. It, it says skillful and godly wisdom. Today, you are going to receive skillful and godly wisdom, not just today, but for the next five weeks. We're going to continue to give you skillful and godly wisdom, and it's going to be good not just for your life, but for your soul. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. I mean, some of us are so physically fit, it's ridiculous, but we are so soulfully sick, it, 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 there's no words for it. God doesn't want you just to be strong in your body. He wants you also strong in your emotions. He wants you strong in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's what God wants. And when you find this wisdom and you use this wisdom, he said there will be a future and a reward. A lot of people have futures, but there's no reward at the end of it. But he says, if you hold on to this godly wisdom, you will have future and you will have a reward and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. I wish somebody would give God a praise. It's time for a praise break right now. Praise God. Listen, you guys, when you have hope, you have joy. You can tell when people have hope because they always walk around with a joy. I didn't say happiness. I said a joy because happiness, it depends upon, it's like the weather, it changes. You know, some moments you're happy, some other moments you're not happy. But when you have hope, you have joy. Romans chapter 15 and 13 says this, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, as I'm thinking about this, there's times that there are people that we counsel that may not be happy in their marriage, but even though they're not happy in their marriage at the time, they have a joy in their marriage. They're glad that they're married to that person. There's a joy with being with that person. Even though they may not be happy with them right now, they understand that their hope in their marriage is that they will grow old and die together. And because they see that hope and they keep their eyes focused on that hope and that hope is deep down inside, they have a joy in their marriage. 
marriage. And then after a while, the happiness will come back. That's what creates very strong marriages because people keep hope in their marriage and because they have hope, they have joy. Another thing that we can tell when somebody has hope is they have faith. Hebrews 11 um, verse 1 says this, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Oh, man, we're going to talk about this a little later. But people that have hope have faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. You don't see what you're hoping for, but there is a substance to something that you're hoping for, and that is your faith. People that walk around with hope are people that walk around with great faith. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I also wanted to say that people that have hope have a confidence. My goodness. Confidence is, 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 is not a, a godly, I mean, a, a worldly confidence where we call that conceit, but there's a very strong confidence in knowing that, look, because I have hope, I have a confidence that whatever God says is going to happen is going to happen. First John 5 and 14 says this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's the kind of confidence that I like to have because I have hope. Where is my hope? It's perfectly placed in Jesus. And because I abide in Jesus and his word abides in me, I have the confidence because I have the hope that when I pray and ask anything of the Father, it shall be done, that he hears me according to 1 John 5 and 14. People that have hope will also have courage. Now, let me help you guys out this courage. Courage isn't doing things without being afraid. Courage is doing things while you're afraid. Fear has to be present in order for you to have courage. And God gave us a commandment. He said, listen, be courageous, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with you. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this, but King David was bold. He had a confidence in his God, but he also was courageous when he went and faced Goliath. When he faced Goliath, I knew that somewhere in him he was probably afraid, but he knew in his confidence because he had hope that his God would deliver the enemy of God into their hands on that day. So when you have hope, you have courage. And the last thing that you have when you have hope, you are able to dream. My goodness, when you have hope, you are able to dream. You know, if you are locked in a place, and I've heard, I've heard these on stories and talked to people that you can lock my body up, but you can't lock my mind up. I may be locked down, but I am free to dream. I am free to look past because I have a hope for a future in my life that you can't lock my body down, that I can dream of bigger things because I have a hope. I have that inner strength that is in me that I could dig from that well that allows me to look past where I'm at today and dream for a better tomorrow. Amen. This is what happens when you have hope. But you can also tell when people are living without hope. Instead of joy, they live in despair. Do you know people during this time that they can't seem to find anything good going on? Everything is doom and gloom. Debbie Downers. These are people that are living without joy. When you don't have, uh, I mean, without hope. When you don't have hope in your life, you live, your anxiety and fear is going to replace your faith. 
You're so afraid to do everything. You won't even go outside and cut your grass. You don't even want to go for a walk because you don't have any hope that you will get better, that things will get better because you have no hope in your life. You're so fearful of everything. And God never gave you the spirit of fear, but he gave you the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And we are so focused on what's going on around us that we've lost our hope. And instead of having faith, we have fear and we have anxiety. When we don't have hope, saints of God, insecurity replaces our confidence. People will judge themselves, not talking about what other people do, but they judge themselves based upon their paths and or what they can do and what they can't do. And they develop an insecurity and they can't even walk boldly in the way that God created them. Do you realize what God says about you? He says, I have fearfully and wonderfully made you. Then he goes on to say, how marvelous are my works. God didn't just make you. He rejoices in making you. Each one of us has been made individuals. No two people are alike. That's why he made our thumbprints different. No two people are alike. So every time he made one of us, he rejoiced in us. And we should have confidence in that, that who God made us, that I have a hope. So when I have hope that God has made me, when I could believe in his word, that he has made me fearfully and wonderfully, when he thinks that I'm marvelous, it'll give me a confidence to be who I am and keep me from people pleasing, that I could be who God created me to be and not rob the body of Christ. Because when you're somebody else, you're robbing the body of Christ of who you are. So my hope is that I know I'm going to add to the body of Christ, so I'm going to walk in the confidence of who I am instead of being insecure. When people don't have hope, watch this, they allow procrastination and what if to replace courage. I hope you guys hear me. They allow procrastination and what if to replace their courage. These people with no hope. Procrastination. The reason why most people procrastinate is because they really have no hope for the future. And that goes along with their fears and insecurities. People will wait to do something because they're afraid to fail. No hope. If you have a hope that I can do all things through Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus who strengthens me, you're not going to procrastinate. You're not going to worry about failure. You're not going to worry about what if. You're going to do it because you have the hope of glory in you, and you know that you can do all things through Christ Jesus. But instead, we go, what if, I'm going to take a trip to Europe, but what if the plane crashes? I want to enjoy myself at the amusement park, but what if the ride wrecks? I want to start this business, but I'm going to wait until I'm in a better situation. Oh, I will marry this person, but uh, I'm going to wait till I get more money. Procrastinations and what ifs. You're living without hope. When you have no hope, your dreams are replaced with nightmares. Wow. Your dreams are replaced with nightmares. What does that mean? I'm, gonna, I'm glad you guys asked. Do you guys ever sit back and you had a dream and you wish you would have done it a long time ago? And now it's past that. That window is closed. That door is shut. That opportunity is gone. Maybe because you're a little too old or it should have happened when you were younger. Or you're not stronger. And you go, man, I should have done that. That dream turns into a nightmare. Why is it a nightmare? Because you're a woulda, shoulda, coulda. And all you can think about and you start looking back with resentment, you start looking back. Listen to me. You start looking backwards 
at the things that you should have done. And because you're so busy looking backwards, you're not looking forward and you, your dreams become nightmares. They begin to haunt you. I should have done this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have done this. But saints of God, when you have hope, your level of hope will change everything in your life. But before we move on, we not only need to know what hope is, I want to tell you first what hope is not. Very important because there is a difference. Some people think hope are a few things that they're not. We're going to go over that. First, let me talk to you about a false hope. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 7, verse 26 and 27, and it goes on. And Let me give you a little background on the story. Jesus is talking about a man that builds a house upon a solid rock, a foundation, and, and to build that house upon a foundation, and before to build that house, it says you have to build a solid foundation first. It kind of sounds like what I was preaching about last week. If you're going to build the house called hope, you need a foundation of encouragement. But some people just like to build hope upon soft things. And this is what we're finding when Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And when the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. Listen to me very carefully. How's this analogy uh, uh, connect with us today? It's because I'm teaching and these are the words of Jesus. He said, if you hear these sayings of mine and you don't do them, you're gonna end up trying to build hope upon sandy ground on a foundation that is not going to hold your house because winds are coming, because rains are coming, because storms are coming. They're going to come and they're going to hit your house. And when they hit your house of hope, your hope is going to be crushed. And when your hope is crushed, it's going to be great. Watch this. Everybody sees when you're hoping for something and it fails. That's why it says, and great was the fall. Maybe you were hoping that one day you were going to have a great business and Things were going good and you didn't build that business upon a solid foundation and you're talking to everybody and you're telling everybody about your hope and, and you're giving all the stuff. But what it is, is called false hope. And then when trials come and storms come, all of a sudden it crashes. We see that in church all the time. People will come and because they're, they're in a bad mood or they have uh, trials have hit them. We're going to be seeing more of that right now is that people, because they're afraid, they decide to start building their house of faith upon sand. And their hope is, God, that you'll protect me. And, and they, they didn't build it upon a solid foundation of Jesus Christ and repentance of sin. And as they build these houses, later on, when the next storm comes, and you know what that storm is? The storm is everything is good. And when everything is good, it's going to come destroy their house of faith, and they're going to leave God alone until the next trouble hits, and then they're going to try to start building a house again. False hope. And sadly, those who have false hope are more numerous and worse off than people that have no hope. So it's worse to have false hope than it is to have no hope. False hope seems to be a self it seems to be self-sufficient until times of testing come. So many people talk about oh I have hope, but when it's tested, it ends up falling. Let me just share, share some things with you. There's a drunkard who thinks he can quit at any time. That's false hope. The dope addict who thinks they can escape their problems with getting high, false hope. The thief who thinks he can steal without consequence, false hope. The church member who thinks that baptism memberships or deeds is all necessary to escape hellfire, that is false hope. 
the rebellious child who disobeys his parents and thinks that he or she has gotten away with their actions, that is false hope. Listen, the husband or wife who is unfaithful yet thinks they are clever enough to get away with their actions, that is false hope. False hope isn't wishing. Listen, hope isn't an unreliable uh, sensation. Hope isn't a, a feeling because feelings will come and go. Hope isn't not wishing or positive thinking. That is so many of us today. You know, man, look, I hope things are going to go well. I believe that the universe or Mother Nature is going to hand out things to me. That's wishful thinking. That is not hope. Hope is not even goal setting. Some people will set goals and go, man, um, I got to hope that I'm, I'm going to be able to do this. Like, let's look at 2020. Come 2020, all of us sat down and we wrote down many goals that we wanted to achieve. We had goals of working out. We had goals of being prosperous. We had goals of doing all this kind of things. But guess what? 2020, COVID-19 came. What happened to most of our goal setting? We never got to them. We've forgotten about them because what? Trouble came because our goal setting was self-sufficient. We, our goals depended upon us and not that upon the Lord. And we never did what we had to do to go through and, and fortify the foundation of that hope. Writing something down is not hope. But I'm going to tell you today what hope is. As you read, if you read the dictionary, this is what the dictionary says hope is. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with the respect of events and circumstances in one's lives or the world at large. As a verb, it defines, um, or, and as a verb, the definition includes to accept with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. That's what Webster's Dictionary says. Hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Its strength is the strength of the person's desire. So what we have is the Bible saying your hope is only as strong as your desire. It's a wish. So if you, so what it's saying, if you could sit in one place and hope hard enough, it's going to come to pass. Kind of sounds like some gospel preaching that is not biblical. Let me tell you what the, what the Bible says. Biblical hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his, God's faithfulness. Biblical hope is the confident expectation what God has promised and its strength is in his, in God's faithfulness. You guys heard me say earlier about faith, about hope. We always look back at the things we could have done, but hope is always forward-facing confidence. It's never looking backwards. Hope is always facing forward. We always hope forward because hope connects us with our future. La esperanza nos conecta con nuestra future. It connects us with our future. We don't look backwards to hope. We look forward to hope. Hope is the expectation of good things to come. That which the Lord has spoken to us. We're walking around right during these days without hope. And it's probably because the hope that we didn't, that we tried to build before wasn't built on encouragement. And those encouragement weren't just empty words. The encouragement is the word of God. We are encouraged by what God says. And then when we're encouraged by what God says, we build the house of hope 
on top of that solid foundation so that when the rains come and the winds beat against that house, the house will stand. Our hope will stand. And our hope doesn't look at what happened. Our hope looks at what's going to happen. My hope connects me to my future. That's why some people say, look, I hope to be a doctor. If you hope to be a doctor, it's not in your past. It's in your future. Amen. Now, as I get ready to bring this to a close, I don't want you to get hope and faith mixed up. Listen very carefully as I put you in this car and we try to go on this ride. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of your hope, but faith without works is dead. So faith is something I could see. You guys with me? Hope is something that I can't see. Your faith is seen, your hope is unseen. Now, faith is the substance of things. A substance is something I see. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the hope. Romans chapter 8, 24 and 25 says this. We are saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Hope isn't something you can see, but faith is something you can see. You watch, watch this. Faith without hope is wishful thinking. When you sit down and say, I have hope, but you're not having any faith, you just got wishful thinking. You might as well go rub a genie lamp and, and hope that something happens. But faith connects with hope. You guys hear me? If my hope is what I, that I'll get a better job, then my faith makes me put in applications for the promotions and the better job. If I, my hope is to lose weight, then you'll see my faith because my faith is what shows me working out and eating correctly. If my hope is in my marriage and that my marriage is going to get better, then my faith will make me pray and ask God for guidance. My faith will make me seek counseling. My faith makes me respond with the fruits of the Spirit. My faith is seen, and when you see my faith, you can pretty much know what my hope is. My hope is not seen, but my faith is is seen. If my hope on things are going to get better during this time, my hope is perfectly placed in God's word. And my hope is that God knows the plans that he has for me. My hope is that my future will be greater than my past. So my faith is seen by me planning and preparing for my future. During these times, saints of God, we have to understand, yes, things look dark. Yes, things are bleak. Yes, people are losing their lives left and right. Yes, we're locked in a house. But we as a people, we as the hope of the world, which is the church of Jesus Christ, we need to be planning for our future. And people need to see us planning for the future. Maybe they can't see it, but sometimes they need to hear it. They need to tell people, look, I can't wait to get out when we get out of this because I'm preparing right Right now, for when I get out of here, I'm getting my work because I'm ready to go to church. I've got my clothes together. They're laid out. I got my shoes, my Bible all in one place. I'm ready to go to church. The moment that they say go. Why? 
Because my hope is to be with the family of God. And because my hope is to be with the family of God, I'm going to prepare myself. And when I'm preparing myself for this future, you're seeing my faith. So my faith is linking and connecting my hope together. They go hand in hand. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13 says this, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. Hope is the bridge that connects our faith to love, the life that we are living. I'll say that again. Hope is the bridge that connects faith to love, the life that we are living. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. There's faith, there's hope, and there's love. I have faith, I believe, and I have a hope. And when I have faith that goes hand in hand with hope, then I'm going to love the life that I'm living. But you can have faith, but there's no hope. You can have a belief and there's no hope, then you're not going to love the life you're living. That's why people without hope don't love the life that they live, and they try to end their lives. They get addicted to alcohol. They get addicted to porn. They get addicted to everything because they don't love their lives. But when they have faith and they connect it with hope, then they're going to love their life. And they're going to love their life because they're loving their life and they're living their life in love, and that love is Jesus Christ. Once again, hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. And one of those promises is life and life more abundantly. Listen, I hope you were encouraged today by God's word. And God wants you to have this life, this life that's more abundant in him. Apart from him, there is nothing. If you heard these words today and you said, man, I am encouraged. I want to get to know who this Jesus is. I want to know who this God is that they serve. I've heard about him. Matter of fact, there's some of you out there right now that have been coming to church, but you've never made the commitment. God is calling you today. He says, out of these three things, faith, hope, and love, God wants to build the bridge of hope between your faith and love so that he can connect all three, that you can love the life that you live in him. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word today. We will take it and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. I thank you right now for those that have made the commitment, Lord, to, to walk in hope and that you are the hope of this world and that you have left your body, the church, to be the hope of this world in your place. I thank you right now for each person that hears me within the sound of my voice, Lord, that you have blessed them. You will encourage them and allow us to learn how to continue to encourage each other. Lord, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. God bless. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.